feet, shall we? Excellent. Welcome, welcome. Fantastic. Hey, we're going to get into the Word this morning, believing God will speak to each one, one of us. Pastor Melvin is going to be sharing uh, the Word this morning, and I believe it's going to come forward powerfully, powerfully. We're in a season of, uh, of, of change, spring, stuff is happening in our church as well, so we're excited for the Word this morning. Thank you, Pastor Melvin. Put your hands together. Good morning. Well, <clears throat> as I get into the message, you know, we were doing the series, Pastor Kim was doing the series on the crazy church, and many things have been happening through that series, and my own heart has been, God has been dealing with a few things, you know, in my own life. I've been walking with the Lord from 1975, but, you know, as Pastor Kim desires that every one of you must grow, must mature, must be built strong in God. I mean, that's, that's his heart. And as God has been dealing with me, it's been, it's been also, you know, something that I've been desiring. I want to see God just do great things, you know. We just don't want to come and warm benches here. We want to really see God do something in our lives amen and so this morning you know as i prepared being challenged by the spirit of god in my own life i begin to realize that what i'm going to talk to you is going to be a bit different so the title of my message is self Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 is my text, but we will deal with it later. So let us pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we walk through avenues of divine truth, I pray, Father, that you would anoint my lips, my tongue, Lord, and anoint your people's hearts and ears. Let them receive the word, Father God, and apply it to their hearts and lives. I pray that you would stir them in the spirit. I pray that you would anoint them as they leave this place. And God, it's because of the anointing that breaks the yoke. And I pray this morning that they would receive, Lord, something from this message. And God, that they will retain it and they would take it and apply it to their lives. We give you all the praise, the glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, friends, I want to ask you a question. Who is your enemy? You know, if we ask you that question, you are going to say, oh, it is Satan. The devil is my enemy. That's true. He's the enemy of your soul. But you, you are the enemy of yourself. You know why? Because self within you has potential that you cannot comprehend where it can take you. Self needs to be dealt with. Lest you can land up in a place where you can never comprehend how did I get here. But self can take you to a place where you'll never return. So we must deal with self. 
We must deal with it. Now look at this. If you look at two children now, we've seen this. One has a toy, but is not playing with the toy. It's thrown, the toy is thrown one side. But if another child comes and touches that toy, the little fellow reacts and says, hey, no, that's my toy. Don't touch it. So therefore, we got to teach our children to share. But where does this come from? Where does this come from? Don't touch it, it's mine. Right from little kids, you can see that. To understand that, we've got to go back to Genesis. When we go back to Genesis, we find that in the beginning, God created man and woman in his image and likeness. Adam was perfect in all his way. In all of who God is, Adam was, except for the three main attributes, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. So otherwise, Adam was like God. Now to understand that more, when Jesus was talking to Philip, he said, Philip asked, Lord, show us the Father. And Jesus said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus didn't operate in the three main attributes. In other words, there was something about Jesus that represented the Father. And even in you and me today, there's something that we have that reflects the Father God. But the sad thing, then we look and we find out that something happens. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, they ate of the fruit. And then they were aware of self, and they realized they were naked. Self entered in. And then we see the manifestation in their son, who, you know, Cain, who began to realize and recognize that his brother was doing better than him, offered a better offering to God and began to become self-centered. What about me? I, me, myself. So he murdered his brother. Self can take you to a very, very difficult and terrible place. So he murders his brother because of the self-centeredness. Now why does... My friends, the Bible say, this is what Jesus said. Then he said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up the cross and follow me. Today, if you look at the cross, it is a fashion statement. It's a fashionable thing to wear a cross. You walk around with pride. I like to wear a cross. I got a gold cross. And, and, and my family wears a gold cross. But you know what? It's just fashion. But in those days, it symbolizes death. Nobody will wear a cross in those days. And Jesus was saying that you must die to yourself if you want to follow me. Die to yourself if you want to follow me. It's very, my friends, no matter 
What do you do to a dead person? Think of this. You go there, you abuse, you offend, you hurt, you push them around. They don't get affected. You know why? They're dead. You're dead. So you can do anything to them. It doesn't affect them. It doesn't. It's the same way Jesus is saying, if you have to deny yourself to follow me, no matter what happens, it does not affect you. The question is, that's what he wants of us, to deny ourselves and to take up the cross and to follow him. The question is now this morning, friends, is let us face the fact that it's very difficult to die to self. It is very difficult. You know, it's all right to, to, you know, to preach about it. You know, I'm preaching to you. But more than I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. Because it is hard to deny ourselves. It's tough. And therefore, because it is hard to deny, I'm challenging you this morning. I want to show you four keys that you can apply into your life, which I'm trying and I'm pressing on to do to myself and deny myself, take up the cross and follow Jesus. And so I want to share this with you. Number one, surrender. Surrender. Absolute surrender depicts complete, you know, unreserved yielding to God Almighty. Not your will, but God's will be done in your life. You know what? You may have plans. You know, you got your life sorted out. You know, you feel that this is what I want in life. I want all these things to keep falling in place. But let me tell you something. You must surrender your life absolutely, my friends, to Jesus. You don't own yourself because you're bought with the precious blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6.20 tells you that. My friends, Jesus came to a place he had to surrender himself at the Garden of Gethsemane. Otherwise, you and me would not be sitting down here. And what he did on the cross of Calvary, it would never have been accomplished because he surrendered to the Father's will. It happened, and he went to the cross for you and me. So today, we can sit down here and rejoice in the fact that Jesus touched us and saved us. And so, he surrendered. And so, therefore, my friend, you and I must learn to surrender. We as Christians, we think, you know, we have to surrender God, but with things don't go our way. You know, oh, yes, I'm sorry, when things don't go, I think I am, I am completely surrendered unto God. It's, a, you know, it's your imagination. Because when things don't go right, when things don't happen according to the way you want it to happen, you get upset, you get all bothered, you get, you know, all disturbed. You're not dead yet. That's why. You get upset. Oh, it didn't go my, the way I wanted it. But the Bible tells you this. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee. You know, I can, I can go for an hour on this. Because, you know, friends, I'll tell you, as long as you live that life of submission and surrender, that's what it is, another word, surrender to God, 
It's only when then you can have the authority to rebuke Satan and say, leave in the name of Jesus, he will flee from you. But you know why? But if you don't surrender and you still, you know, just come and think, oh, it will be all right. He comes inside and he plays havoc with you, your family, your children. Every single thing goes haywire. And you don't know what is happening in the world. But what is happening is that you have no power to resist him. You don't have it. And then what happens is you have to submit to what is happening around. You don't have the power. So you got to rise up. That is why the Bible says you need to submit to God, God's will, God's plan, God's purpose, not my will, your will be done. Second key is to empty. You got to empty yourself. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Ah, that's a hard one, isn't it? But is that in the Bible? Is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. Yet it's, yes, it is. You don't have to be thinking that I'm, I'm the best. I'm the one that they need. Without me, it ain't going to happen. I'm the kingpin. And you strut around like a peacock because you think that you are the boss. You are the one. You are the cream. But my friends, we need to come to a place of emptying ourselves from all the residue that is right down within us. And one thing I want to talk about is ego. We can become very egoistic, you know, as, as human beings. We can talk about ourselves, we can lift ourselves up, and we can say many things about what we have done and what we didn't do. But let me challenge you, if you deny yourself, ego won't have a place and a part in your life. It would have to leave you. Because as human beings, we are egoists. We are better than him. And I, I am better than him or he's better than him. And, and we've got to be careful in Christian life, especially musicians, singers, this, that. None of us are better than each other. We're all saved by the same grace of God. And we all live by his grace and strength that he empowers us to. So therefore, let us not in any way think that we are superior than someone else. We must always think they are better, perhaps. We need to empty ourselves, friends. You know, let's dig in this deeper. Sometimes you don't know what is deep down in your heart. You know, you, 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 take, a, you take something and, and, and somebody presses you and touches the button that needs to be touched in your life. All that's within it will come out. The bitterness, the selfishness, the hate, the envy mm, comes out. And you didn't even know that it is there. Deep down it is there. And you didn't know that. But when somebody comes and touches it, when somebody comes and deals with it, or somebody comes and says something about it, wow, it comes out. My friends, 
We need to be able to come to a place of John the Baptist. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. That's the position where we need to come. I mean, we need to be able to realize that it's all because of him we are where we are. All because of him. He is the master. He is our savior and Lord. Then we, the, the third key is love. Matthew, as you know, 22 chapter 30 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Then he says, okay, and you must love with all your heart and your neighbor, you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you know, we, you know, if I have to ask you, and I said, do you love God? Yes, I love God. Oh, I love him. I want to wholeheartedly love him. I love him. The only way you can express and let people know that you love him is to love the unlovable and the people that rub you up the wrong way, you can love them. Then you know that you love God. Hey, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard for me as well. But the only way that we know that we can love the unlovable, and love people for who they are, then only we can be convinced to say that I love God. Because to be with the ones, no, to be about with the ones we love, what a glory! But to stay below with the ones we know is another story. And the question is this this morning. We must demonstrate God's love. God's love. And that is what when we talk, we talk about that when people come here, now this has been the report. Oh, they find it. You know, everybody talks. Oh, they, they're so friendly. You know, they're like family. You know, they're willing to show me love. They're willing to go out of the way. Now, that is what we want, is to demonstrate the love of God. So people come and they feel comfortable. People can come and say, oh, that's, that's my... Like my family. Because there are those that go out and they don't have family. They don't have, even if they have, they don't even talk to them. We had a cleaner yesterday. He came, he was, and I asked him, how was your, oh, I have brothers, but we don't talk. We have nothing to do with each other and this, that. There are people who will come and say, could you f make them feel that you are a part of their family, as family? Because you can treat them with absolute love. And they feel, and he feels, or she can feel comfortable. Why? Because she showed and demonstrated God's love. And that's what it's all about. And the last is to fill. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Now Psalm 92 and verse 10 says, But my horn you have exalted like an ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Friends, we have to have the fresh anointing on our lives. Every morning we get up, you must say, God, give me a day of an anointing. Whatever you do, do first this. Anoint me with fresh oil. Fill me. Fill me with your anointing. What is the anointing? You know, we talk about it. It is the presence and the power of God. When you come here, you feel the presence of God. 
It is the power of God that does healing, sets you free, delivers you. Friends, it is the power. Now, in the Old Testament, you know, it was to rub, to smear, to pour. And in the Old Testament, kings, prophets, and priests were anointed. But in the New Testament, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, anointed me to preach the gospel. I mean, what did Jesus have when he went to the other Jewish men and said, follow me, I'll make you fishes of man. It had to be something that they got up, left everything, and followed him. There was that anointing upon his life. He carried the presence and the power of God. That's what we carry. We carry God's presence and God's power. And so, my friends, we bring life. We can bring life to people and hope to people. Life and hope, you know, to people. Because you know why? You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Holy Spirit can help you to move in the prophetic. To move and anoint your, the anointed person, you know, can move in the prophetic, move in the gifts, move in the power of God, and you can help somebody. I remember this day I went to India and I was trying to get into a big church to preach. So I had a letter from the pastor that I was fellowshipping back in Melbourne. Took this letter, went there, and I was trying to get to preach in this big church. Now I don't know how, it's maybe a mega church now. And so this, he sent the prayer pastor to come and pick me up. And um, he came, picked me up, took me. I had a chat with the pastor, came back. And uh, he said, Pastor, I, I would appreciate if you pray for me. He looked distraught. He looked broken. He looked like there's nothing, you know, to live for anymore. And suddenly my legs started rattling, you know, because I got a word. And, and, and now, you know, you've got to you know, remember, this is India, and he's a pastor. And I, I was scared. The word is coming to me, and I didn't know what to do. I just tried to avoid, and I was, and suddenly it was bubbled up, and I said, brother, I don't know what this means, but the woman you're involved with is not God's will for your life. His countenance changed. It was totally different. So I looked at him now, man, if I blew it or did I, what, does this make any sense? And then he said to me, Pastor, I went to Singapore and did my Bible college. I fell in love with the Filipino girl. We were planning to get married and sort out all these things. But she wrote a letter to me and said, it is not God's will for us. She prayed very hard. And I've been fasting and praying for one week, and I didn't get anything. And here you are telling me this is not God's will for my life. That's what God can do through you. Just one sentence, two sentences, life can come to somebody. Because you're filled with the anointing. You're filled with the anointing. You can walk. My friends, remember this. It is, you know, we are not here to entertain. Only goats need entertainment, but sheep need to be fed. There's no gimmicks. We can't play gimmicks. You know why? Let me tell you something. We cannot compete with the world because the world has a lot of stuff 
to satisfy the flesh. But one thing we can do is when people come here, they will feel the presence and the power of God. When they feel the presence and the power of God, it's better than what the world can offer them. And they get hooked. And they want more of God. More of God. They could be in the disco in the night, but when they come here, the presence and the power of God is so much that they just cannot leave and that's they want to keep coming, keep coming, because God is moving. Why? Because you are filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because you know what it is to deny yourself. And that's what we want to do. Because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke, Isaiah 10, 27 says. Friends, you know, Denying yourself, taking up the cross, and putting others first. You know, you could think it's, 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 it's hard. You know, it's hard. And what about me? Do I miss out? I mean, we are, am I not a human being? I mean, don't you think I, I want certain things for my life? I'm going to miss out. Am I going to miss out, you know? Friends, Matthew chapter, in conclusion, Matthew chapter 633. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You know, when you put God first, you put his kingdom and his people first. All these things will be added. In other words, you keep thinking of others and you keep blessing others and you keep being able to say, God, all I want is you. I want to put you first. I want to keep going and being a blessing to people because that's what you want in my life. Let me challenge you. God will add on all the things and the desires that you want. I've seen it in my life. And friends, I tell you, you may think to yourself, if I keep doing this, what happens to me? God will come through. God will come through in every single thing of your life. You put others. You put people first. You go first. You do first. God will add it on. Because he is the God that provides, that blesses, that honors. And he will lift you up in due season. Because you have denied yourself. You want to please him. You want to glorify him. You want to magnify him in your life. That's why the Bible says, deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. I'm going to close, but I want to challenge you this morning. I want the team to come back, and I would love them to sing and start worshiping the Lord. As the team comes back, we want to sing that you are worthy. God is worthy for us to deny ourselves. He, Jesus is worthy so that we will deny ourselves. So we need to pray and we need to, as the team begins to sing, the music team, I want to ask you, you say, Pastor Melvin, it's been, a, it's been quite a hard word. I want to challenge you this morning. You need the grace of God. So we want to pray. If anybody really says yes, the simple thing to conclude is 
if you want to be used of god and be a blessing to others you have to deny yourself so if you want to say yes pastor melvin i want god to use me speak into other people's lives then as the music starts get up and walk we're going to pray for you pastor shall we stand shall we stand together yes